On this episode of Fresh Takes, we will be highlighting some of our veterans here in the Pennsylvania House. As we approach Veterans Day, we would like to acknowledge their service and the steps that they've taken to get where they are and some of their initiatives. I have with me today Rob Mercury as well as Tracy Pennycook. Both have served overseas in a combat zone, and I'm happy to have them with us today. This is Joe Kerwin with Fresh Takes. Representative Mercury, tell me about your service to the country. Thanks, Joe. Hey, Joe, I think, thank you so much for having me, first of all. It's a pleasure to be here. I mean, as we're thinking about our veterans on Veterans Day, um, I always take some time and, and look back on my own service. I was privileged to go to West Point out of high school, grew up in Allegheny County. Um, and uh, at West Point, um, I learned discipline and a lot of other things. Um, 9-11 happened my sophomore year, and that changed everything. So my classmates and I knew that we were headed to war, um, and many of my classmates went to Afghanistan and Iraq, um, and I lost 14 of my classmates uh, of class of 2004. Um, so every Veterans Day, every Memorial Day, I make sure that um, I, I take time and, and think about them, and, um, and it really motivates my service, uh, both uh, you know, post-military um, as I was looking to honor vets and, and stay involved with veterans in the community, um, and also as I joined the State House um, and look to uh, make them proud and their families proud uh, for, for what I'm doing. Um, so uh, this Veterans Day is really dedicated to uh, those service members that I served with in Iraq um, and those that, uh, that we lost uh, in the fight. Thanks, Rob. I mean, it's really great to hear from you and to hear now that even though you're out of the service, that Veterans Day is still equally as important to you. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for your service. I'm also thankful for the service of those 14 folks that you talked about and also thankful for their ultimate sacrifice. And it's, it's good to hear what Veterans Day means to you. I know it means a lot to me. Uh, being an active member of the Army National Guard, a commissioned officer, I know folks that have served in war zones. I have not, um, fortunately. Um, but I do know folks that have sacrificed, that have been wounded, that have been, uh, I know of folks that have been killed in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that is near to dear to me. And I think about every Veterans Day, and I always make sure that I take that day not to honor myself, but to honor them, as well as Memorial Day. Representative Penny Cook, do you want to tell us about your experiences in the service and how you got your start in the Army? So I actually uh, spent four years enlisted. I was a flight medic for four years, went back to college, got my commission, and became an Army aviator. Um, I was a young lieutenant. Um, in fact, I was a first lieutenant when I went to Desert Storm and then had um, both active and reserve time all over the country, all over the world, um, Korea, the UK, Iraq, Afghanistan, and have been really, really lucky, have had some amazing opportunities um, to, you know, teach um, at a university. I taught ROTC. I worked on the production line as a safety officer at the Longbow plant in Mesa, Arizona. Um, I've done a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, um, I'm so grateful for the people that served before me, my Vietnam veterans um, that were in my unit in Desert Storm actually taught me how to fly in sand and, and bad conditions. And um, it's their experiences in Vietnam that I really um, always look back to because they are, made me what I am today, instilled a lot of um, self-discipline. 
taught me how to take care of soldiers. And I hope to continue that as we look forward to Veterans Day. Um, I always think back to the lessons I've learned from them. And it's important to pass that on to other soldiers. And as you know, my three daughters serve, and I try to instill that same sense of duty in them as well. That's awesome. And that seems to be a common theme with all three of us, as well as most people that I know in the military, that we look back on the heroes before us and, and just try to emulate them, try to be half of what they were. and. I have my role models in the military, as I'm sure both of you have your role models. And it's, you know, it's, I think about, I try to be a role model for young soldiers as well. I have three siblings that are all in the military right now, two commissioned officers, as well as a cadet in Army ROTC, um, my brother, my brother Jack, my brother Sam, and my uh, sister Carolyn. So, I mean, military tradition in my family wasn't a big thing until I joined, and now it seems like I've started my own tradition, and that makes me really proud, and I'm just, you know, really proud to have served in the Army National Guard, in the Army, with so many miraculous people, selfless people. So I think that this would be a great time to pivot to see. I want to talk to you both. I know you're very involved with veteran initiatives here in the House, and you've both been staunch leaders with that effort. I'll start with you, Tracy, if you want to. So I have a couple um, bills that will be coming forward. The first is the real estate tax exemption being expanded to include um, those that are the surviving spouses of KIA or MIA, as well as those veterans that were 100% permanent and um, total disabled that pass. Um, it just gives that real estate tax exemption to a, a larger group of veterans that really deserve it. When you're 100% permanent and total, your ability to work is very limited and taxes are tough on um, a family that has a um, disabled veteran. I'm also working on um, revamping the Veterans Commission so it's more inclusive of today's veteran um, you know we've been at war for 20 years and the women and men that have served are young and they have a lot of needs whether they're underemployed unemployed um, addicted homeless there's a lot of challenges and that dynamic needs to be represented a little bit more on the commission and then the final thing I'm working on is a bill for a clinical trial to treat um, combat related PTSD with the hallucinogens similar to LSD magic mushrooms and I know that sounds really crazy but um, it's called microdosing and it's a small amount and it's done under a therapeutic setting with a doctor and um, it's had great results in Texas and Oregon and I think Anything that we can do to expand treatment options for PTSD is the way to go for veterans. That's great to hear, and I, I can attest to PTSD being a huge problem. I've seen it through my formation, as well as uh, I'm sure you're very well aware of the 22 a day. I, I am actually, and actually right now Pennsylvania leads um, in suicides nationwide, which is heart-wrenching. Um, I've battled PTSD since... 2007 when I was caught in a burning vehicle after an IED explosion so um, and I'm always looking for innovative ways to attack the issue if you will um, because you know you think you're fine you think you're fine and then something will cause a flare-up and if we can give options to veterans I think that's the only thing that we should do. I look forward to working with you on those initiatives. It's something that I've experienced in my unit personally, is we've had multiple suicides, and it's with younger soldiers as well as older <coughs> combat veterans alike. So it nobody's is. immune to it. No one is immune to it, and um, I 
have experienced veterans or um, soldier suicide as well when I was on active duty. And I used to always tell my soldiers, you know, ask your buddy, how are you doing today? Are you having a good day? What's going on? And, and just sometimes asking the question, hey, Joe, are you doing okay today? Opens a door to just say, you know what? I'm having a bad day. Let's talk. Let's go for a walk. Let's, let's go out in the sunshine, get some fresh air, whatever. Sometimes it's just asking that question is enough to open the door and make someone take a step back from suicide. And I think it's really important that we do that. It's extremely important. I mean, I've asked that question before with soldiers, and it's it's a tough question to ask. You know, it, it's... It's you, even tougher sometimes to hear the answer. Right. I mean, it really is, but you got to be prepared right. to... to to hear the, I'm not doing well and I'm thinking of suicide. And that's a hard conversation. I think veterans are tough. Mm-hmm. We are mission ready all the time. We we try to keep that exterior hard, but I think, you know, we've got to become more um, soft in that regard. We have to be able to say, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. I agree. You know, have to be tough and have to have the courage to ask that hard question. I want to turn to Rob now if you want to talk about some of the initiatives or things that you'd like to focus on that are veteran-related here yeah. in the General Assembly. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. And I would echo a lot of uh, what you and Tracy have been talking about regarding uh, suicide prevention. Uh, so one of the things that, that I've done in my local community is we've started a mental health and substance use task force, uh, which draws on the expertise in our community and brings um, social workers and mental health professionals, um, psychiatrists, those who help uh, treat drug addiction as well. And we come together and we talk about our community, the North Hills of Pittsburgh, um, and uh, we look for ways uh, to change Uh, the dynamic to uh, provide resources and awareness. And a lot of people don't know about this uh, hidden epidemic of suicide among veterans. Um, And I think on Veterans Day, it's a good opportunity for us to raise awareness and talk about it. Um, I was just checking some quick stats and we talked about 9-11 and how I lost uh, 14 of my classmates. Uh, But uh, even if you add up all of the casualties um, of, of those killed in action from both Afghanistan and Iraq in the post-9-11 campaign, which is 7,000, over 7,000 service members that died, gave their lives, is dwarfed in comparison to the suicide deaths in the military by veterans, um, uh, many caused by PTSD. Um, it's 30,000 service members. 30,000 have lost their lives due to suicide. So I think even just bringing awareness to that, we, we all have... Uh, you know, a uh, public forum now as, as legislators. And so um, it's important that we share that there are many veterans in need. And, you know, 30,000 committed suicide. Many more struggle with PTSD. Um, thousands of, of former service members who witness, you know, a difficult situation or, or struggle to reintegrate when they get back home. I remember coming back from deployments. It's hard to reintegrate. You spend a year away from your family and things aren't normal when you get back you bring a lot of baggage with you so um, I think just talking about it is one way bringing visibility to it and then there are uh, many local groups um, of veteran organizations um, that uh, that I love to support um, folds of honor is one that uh, uh, works with communities or that have uh, families with uh, who have lost loved ones um, in the military who are veterans um, and so you know I support them anytime I can going out to you know flag raisings or um, Tuskegee Airmen services, those kinds of things. So as a public official, we get to participate um, and help uh, with remembrances as well. So I, I really enjoy doing that. Well, that's absolutely amazing. And I agree with both of you that veteran suicide is unacceptable. The, the rate and the numbers are staggering. We owe it 
to those that have served here in the Commonwealth as well as overall in, in the United States to, to provide the programs um, and the things to them to make sure that they don't think that there's nowhere else to go other than to take their own life because to me it's just unacceptable it's heartbreaking it's it's an american tragedy and unfortunately here in pennsylvania it's a it's a rising tragedy and one of the things that i think a couple of things that i want to work on are initiatives on veteran suicide as well as veteran opioid abuse because that's also rampant here in absolutely, Pennsylvania. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's really interesting that you um, say um, opioid abuse because it's not just opioids. Unfortunately, the VA, you know, has, has become this, um, I don't want to say pill factory, but um, you've got an issue, there's a pill for it. Rather than kind of drilling down and finding out the root cause of the problem, Sometimes it's not a pill. Sometimes it's therapy. Sometimes it's having that tough conversation that, hey, you know what? You've suppressed combat and you've suppressed, you know, your your peer dying or, you know, whatever. You've got to do talk therapy. You've got to do writing therapy. You've got to do something to get those emotions out versus just another pill. Um, I um, participated in warrior yoga, which was hysterical because stuff doesn't move that way anymore but it really was interesting because we had to do five sessions and I was like this is doing nothing for me but you know what it really did because it settles your mind so you can look at things a little clearer and maybe have a little introspection and and so you got to be open to all kinds of crazy things um, I would have never thought yoga would do it but you know everyone's got to continue the conversation and it is a tough conversation to have it's tough to be you know vulnerable if you will um, but we we owe it to our fellow soldiers to do that we absolutely do and Joe thanks so much for for having us on today I would say too the military is such a tight-knit community when you're a part of a unit and you have a commander who knows what they're doing, is a competent, professional, a person of character, there's nothing better than being a part of that unit. I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand. When you get out of the military, you miss that, right? And you always, you're always looking for ways to kind of replicate that feeling of being a part of yeah. uh, something really, really great, really big. And I think, you know, yoga is a funny example, Tracy, but it, it, it's true that finding a community of people who, whether you're doing yoga or you're, you're singing songs or you're playing a game, right. whatever it is, like if you're if you're a veteran and you're looking for community, find a group uh, to be with that can look out for you yep. and encourage you. And, you know, if you're somebody who knows a vet who's listening, find that vet and welcome them into your community. And that really makes a big difference. It really does. Well, thank you both, Rob and Tracy. And I just want to throw it out there. I know you're both extremely humble people, but you're both combat veterans. You're both Bronze Star recipients. And I look up to both of you as a active National Guard member right now and a captain in the National Guard. And I just want to extend to all the folks listening, whether they be in the 125th or throughout Pennsylvania, that have served a happy Veterans Day. I'm thankful for their service. And then also a personal note to all those that I've served with that have since moved on from military service. I just want to wish you all a well and rest of day. And uh, I want to thank you for your service. This Thanks, has been, Joe. Thank you. Thanks this so has much. been an episode of Fresh Takes, and I'm Joe Kerwin. Thank you for tuning in.